Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. I feel like I've taken some permanent psychic damage uh, watching anime this week, preparing for this episode. <laughs> I've had, I had uh, Dragon Maid episode two, which we'll talk about. Had to process that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I had the the premiere of the Ida Ten Deities Only No Peace. I had to process that. Uh huh. And then uh, I marathoned about six episodes of Two Year Eternity last mm-hmm. night, which is never. What gel are you? Gel are you? Gel are you telling me? Gel <laughs> are you telling me that you are not personally invigorated by the opportunity to participate in discourse? Oh, there is some. Uh. There is some discourse for sure. <laughs> and you can and, prepare yeah. to deal with the episode two of Decide Trauma Ray live on tape <laughs> later yes. in this podcast. I know you guys have had to coming deal with that up on as well. this episode of the Glorio Chat. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then and then capping it off with uh, that many episodes of Two Year Eternity, which is not exactly the most uh, <laughs> uh, let's say chill experience uh, as far as watching anime goes. It's it's been a lot to process this week. But Look, at least is... you didn't have to watch the pedophile show. We dropped that one on Zig. <laughs> uh, well, we'll we'll get into the what I did watch, which was on par with or possibly worse. But uh, anyway, that is the state of anime in summer 2021, unfortunately. But nevertheless, it is our journalistic duty to cover these things. So let's uh, let's get into it, I guess. Uh, on the episode today, uh, I'm Jell. I'm joined by Iru. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet, even though everything, despite it all. Okay, you're getting closer, though. <laughs> Getting closer, <laughs> but just like Joe, I'll keep fighting. Hasta ver la luz. Also uh, on the podcast, uh, G. Well, we really want to talk about being one foot in the grave. Uh, as of this podcast, I officially joined the ranks of uh, decrepit old men, according to anime. Uh, now that I have a three as the first digit of my age, uh, I might as well, I might as well be a senior citizen. I, I, at this point, narratively, my only, only purpose in life story is to offer some sage Mm. advice to a young punk and then maybe sacrifice my life to like teach him an important lesson about the sanctity of life or something. I don't know. Did you, did you immediately get gray hair and a mustache? (laughs) Uh, yeah, you know what? Like, <laughs> you just drew the like five lines on your chin, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would say that is a bit. That's a bit broad. You could also be the pervert. No, nah, you gotta be mm. like. I feel like I'm you tra- gotta be like a tiny old man. To that <laughs> transformation. I'm trying, th- I'm trying to think of. Actually, you know what? The last thirty-year-old character that I have watched was um, what was that awful show? Urumichi Onisan. Oh, the season. Was- Oh, he was that... thirty. He's thirty-one. Oh, he was 30? Okay, <laughs> and he actually <laughs> and he actually looks like a still relatively young man. Sure, so sure. I hope. will say, I will say, like it's a th- you know, look, I'm not about to do the whole. Uh, I was a young punk and I didn't listen to my to, to the old men around me. But I will say the timing was uncanny that about roughly two days before my thirtieth birthday, I began to feel a twinge in my back. And I was like, oh, you're kidding me. It's coming like, for it, you. It, it's like clockwork. It actually is like clockwork. They weren't lying. Oh, I'm, I'm going to uh, <laughs> refrain from making any further comment about what happens after you turn 30. But uh, 
All right. Uh, for the listeners then, who do not know, Jealous actually fifty six years old. Yes, yes. I'm actually suffice like to... I'm actually like seventy eight years old. Yeah, so. Suffice to say, I am also not dead yet by technicality. Yes. <laughs> Thankfully, still with us. And then uh, now everyone's bragging about that. Back in my days, we didn't brag about not being dead. Oh, <laughs> well. As you as you can all hear, we are also joined by Aqua. This uh, yes, this there is also someone who can't speak English properly on this podcast. Uh, for the record, I do want to be referred to as the real Slim Shady from now on. Ah, yes. Uh, well, yeah. if anybody is wondering why that might be the case, then uh, that segues into our uh, shows we're going to talk I'm, I'm about. I'm sorry, Aqua. I watched Eight Mile. I can't give you that. I, I, you, you... <laughs> so, um. It's been a bit weird this season, as there's been. I feel like there's been an unusual amount of shows airing late, and I, I, and like I think there's still one or two shows that haven't come out yet. Uh, um, there's the there's the Pirate Princess one, but that's a Crunchyroll original. Like I don't I don't think that airs within the like standard framework. Yeah, I, I turn it in a few this, weeks because yeah. they're also making a big deal that's going to be on Toonami here in the states. It looks, so those previews look okay. I it, mean, looks, it looks. It looks. It looks right. like kind of pulp adventure trash, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, there's still some things happening, and that means we still have some shows that we didn't cover last time. Um, so we'll start by uh, let's talk about with Love the Live. Big one. Let's talk about Love Live. Uh, <sighs> is it? We're actually Star? doing this. Love Live Superstar, indeed. What about, what about Love Live Superstar? Yeah. As, our, as our resident uh, Love Live expert. How is, diff- expert. How is it different from every other Love Live show? Good question, Eero. Uh, <laughs> so this is the third slash fourth Love Live show. Because, it's it's like, like the third like real Love Live yes, show. Right? Yeah, because yes. you had original Love Live, then you had Sunshine, and then you had like... The, the Nijisaki High School Idol Club one, but that's kind of like a spin-off, which is slightly different for reasons I can't tell you because I didn't watch it. Because but this is like the third like official one. With the wasn't new, that wasn't that the one new like a battle generation. royale? I think I think the idea of the, of the Nijisaki royale. one was that they're like all they're all like separate competing solo idols and right. and 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 duos like they're not one big group as they are in the regular love life okay so, so for this one superstar or whatever it right. is kirby kirby's love life <laughs> uh-huh. um how 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 was how the way they gunbare they their way to the top different from from um, previous love lives well that is the main draw against like it is it is definitely the same show as in it's still set in a world where being an idol is the coolest thing in the universe and oh a, is... a zero controversies involved in, indeed because in, in... i mean there's no men in everyone which, is which cool love, and shines which... on stage no there are men the main which character has a life? father it's... but but his face is never shown which uh, love so... girl's gonna have to shave her head this week oh mm. jesus <laughs> okay. uh, which which girl will be censored out of an article uh, when it's posted <laughs> online because their holding company is run by decrepit old men who are like deathly afraid of the internet. Uh, Unfortunately, this is not that show. But uh, indeed, yes. this is uh, not that show. Uh, but I mean, 
okay, let's look at it from uh, from the angle which is I was like I was just expecting this to be the same show as a Sunshine, which is a show I sure. covered uh, extensively on the blog. Um, my conclusion was basically that it is a overly like sentimental, not really like that it doesn't just ignore the darker side of the idol industry but that it ignores the darker sides of life in, in general <laughs> right, right. Mm. so it is just some sort of like happy happy go lucky la right. la land sort of thing which is fine but the thing is that they filled that in with a lot of jokes that weren't funny like people saying catchphrases <laughs> people acting in ways that is just like people acting like five-year-olds and, and not in an endearing kind of way. So it was this really like third-rate kind of Moe show. Um, so for this one, a lot of that is still there, but it's all a bit toned down. And they got the writer of the original... Uh, sorry, no, the writer is the same guy. It's Juki Hanada, the guy who wrote uh, some Glorio favorites like right, yes. Grand Belm, like... Oh, uh, yes. South Pole Girls, indeed, uh, Sound Euphonium, stuff like that. So he's a competent writer, definitely. That guy really write all three of those? That's such a weird fucking <laughs> yes. career trajectory, but all right. Um, so, but the, it's the director of the original Love Life is back, and you immediately see that this is a guy with a way better sense of comedic timing than the guy who directed okay. La Sunshine. So this is overall an, an endearing, like, funny, silly show you know it's 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 got a lot of slapstick it's got a lot of like quick-witted uh reactions quick-witted sort of snarks there's the thing is that there that i do like is that there is a bit of a darker edge this time because with the previous protagonists they were like the standard you know gambare your way to the top idols are amazing kind of thing whereas this time our main character uh kanon is like She's sort of like a grumpy millennial. She's like, oh yeah, I like singing, but you know, I'm I, I have crippling stage fright. So she sort of actively goes out of her way to stand in the spotlights, uh, and because of her stage fright, she also failed to get into a. Sorry, she failed to get into the music program of her of her high school so whenever she runs into people who did get into the music program she has to do the like thing of like, oh yeah well you know i wasn't really sure if music was going to be the thing i, would, oh, I wanted boy. to pursue in my life and you know I just, <laughs> or, or she's just like actively avoiding them and stuff like that Man, so as someone who did not go to an art college <laughs> yeah but continue to study art boy does that hit close <laughs> indeed so the fun thing is that the whole like crazy about idol things is now delegated to a side character who is a girl from China who explicitly huh. came to Japan to become an idol. That's okay. Uh, uh, is she the wacky, is she the Japan, wacky right? foreigner she is, a, she is a wacky foreigner. Does she like, got you know, the hair dongo? No, she does not have the odango hair. She got hair. the Actually, Chinese dress. No, she does not. Actually, the girl with the Odango hair that you see in the promo art is not the Chinese girl. Huh, okay. Um, <laughs> Playing against type wow. Japan. Yeah, we're really subverting that. Wow. Incredible subversion. <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. 
but you know, you, you know, you have the traditional scene of her like coming up, of, of like main character walking across the street and like humming something to herself, and then the Chinese girl is like, "Wow, you have an amazing voice!" And she starts talking Chinese. I mean, character's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, Ni Hao, Zhao Lang Bao," and then she like starts <laughs> running away, and you have a goofy Scooby Doo chase sequence uh, and and stuff like that. So. I think overall this show is is a lot snappier, is a lot more like goofy, self-aware, sort of fun. They don't try to, they don't really try to do any grand sweeping messages about like, oh, idols, they're so fantastic and they allow you to overcome your differences and they allow you to shine on stage. It's just like, eh, we want to become idols because, you know, we like singing and we're going to do a bunch of goofy shit in the meantime. So... Overall, I would say it's definitely an improvement on uh, on the uh, on the show on, on Sunshine, uh, or at least the one that I watched. Right. Um, so I, I I'm still watching this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ow. there's enough fun and daring stuff in it to make me sort of ignore the the the, the well established criticisms I have of this franchise, and I'm just trying to focus on on the fun stuff which is definitely there it's just like it's it doesn't actively anger or offend me like sunshine did and then it still has the things that i liked about that show so overall i would say it is quality entertainment question mark it's it sounds like they've made more effort to like inject personality into it yes as opposed to, at least what I've watched of Love Live, especially the original series, where it's, like, cardboard cutouts singing and dancing. And like, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, they've sort of they've sort of gone through all of the cliche characters already in the previous two shows, so right. they have to, like, sort of make stuff up. So now there's, like, ah, oh, this girl who is really into hip-hop culture, like, quote-unquote hip-hop culture, as uh, she break dances uh, and she raps she about wear, how much she, she likes... hypnosis uh, mic. Yeah, stuff like that. Does she wear, There's like, a, a sideways cap or something? No, no. She is the, uh, she's the Odango girl. Uh, there's, she's the o- okay. Yes, there's wow, a really good I'm scene. really getting confused here. There's a really good scene in episode two where one of the girls who's, like, a, an aspiring streamer slash influencer oh boy. buys a crepe like you know one of those like uh-huh. craps you know and go stands it like stands in the middle of harajuku and like takes a bite it's like oh this is so good this crap from store is so great and then she like looks around and no one is looking at her and she's uh-huh. like well yeah screw this <laughs> she just continues eating it and uh, and walks along so there's some fun little bitey stuff. Uh, one stupid thing is that they still have a hard ass student council president character who hates idols for no uh, reason. Of course. Which okay. they have in every single Love Life show. But do they, do they always, do they inevitably become idols themselves? Of course. Of course. Wait, wait, in the first one, didn't the student council president, like, start the idol group or something? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. No, I think she was against it as well. I'd like, have in to... Sunshine, she definitely was. Uh, and then here it's like she's like, oh, but you guys are bringing a disgrace to our music program. You know, you, just, like... you, you commoner girls from the regular school program. Mm, can here idols. I thought I thought it was going to be yeah. damn an idol. An idol killed my parents. Oh, sure. <laughs> as I lay as I lay in the burning wreckage of my family home as I slowly lost consciousness. See, I now, could gee, see... That, would actually, that would that would actually be good. Vivi so too. Yeah, that. I could see the iconic <laughs> ribbon she wore in her hair 
and now I go across to the country of Nepal and hunting down all idols who bear that ribbon in the uh-huh. hopes of finding the one by, uh, <laughs> murdered by parents. One You're of joke. the AKB48. They were all trained. The one same, of the AKB48. Same killer. Uh, I have to kill these 48 idols. <laughs> I know that one of them killed my parents. I mean, you guys Shit, are man, joking, we should, but... We should write anime. Fuck, up. Fuck this, man. You guys are joking, but wasn't my colleague was killed by an idol with a steel beam? Uh, literally the plot of... Uh, what's that show called? Uh, Inspector. Inspector, indeed. Uh, oh, remember well, that show? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is a right. way better version of The Detective is Already Dead, a bad show from this season. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we never we never talked about that one on air, but... I don't think we even put it on the list. Read it. You can go read about that one. It's bad. Um, all right. It's no well, Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. <laughs> that's <laughs> That one's a bit ham-fisted, sorry. All right. Well, you're still watching it, watching Love Live, right? So, I am uh, I am watching Love Live of my own volition. I never thought this would happen. But this then again, this is this season. The state of anime in summer 2021. Indeed. So. All right. Well, Jell, tell me, was my, like, vaguely half-recollected information about the next show uh, uh, on, on the mark, or...? Yeah, before we... Well, before we get to that... <laughs> Just one last thing. Go go oh, okay. read go read Aqua's Love Live. Oh my God! Yes, you're right. So that you understand why I'm talking about him, rapping about Love Live and uh, mm. why he wanted to be called the real Slim Shady. That took but... me way more effort than the writers of Love Life have ever put into writing Love Live. <laughs> yes. Uh... So 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 go read that. And uh, yes. So the next show on our list, another th- another thing that aired since we last spoke. Uh, the Ida Ten Deities Only No Peace. The next Ans- masterpiece from the writer of Interspecies Reviewers and the yes. artist of Lady of uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Oh. To, uh, <laughs> to answer your question, G, yes, you are correct. You have okay. identified that the, this is the show you were talking about. The, like, third-hand game of telephone information I saw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, when, we, when we, we, we spoke about this last episode and we started identifying all kinds of red flags uh, on this one. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was not good. Um, it debuted with two episodes. I did not got want to watch this. The whole mark of quality. Well, I, I was assuming that's because it aired late, so it's kind of catching up, but... Either way, I did not want to watch episode two. I only watched the first episode uh, because I felt physically ill at the end of episode one. Um, cool, 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 cool. Always so, okay, just just as a general description of the show, I don't know exactly what they're trying to do, but my interpretation is it feels like a they're trying to do a subversion of the classic like shonen jump colorful kids battle anime but this time like real edgy and dark and oh, bloody there's and... actual collateral uh... damage and they have to take and responsibility for it and not 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 just not just like the not just like the violence and stuff but like the general like real flippant like i'm too cool to care attitude that it has like everything's kind of like like all the all the like really violent and serious things that happen are like kind of like laughed off or almost like a joke or something or it it's it, it's like the real 
you know, when you guys were talking about Getter Robo inhabiting the spirit of, like, 90s anime OVAs <laughs> in a good way, <laughs> this is like the 90s anime OVAs in a bad way sort Uh-oh. of uh, attitude. Uh-oh. Oh, um, man, there's like this girl with her tits out. Oh, no, she got decapitated. Well, I guess I'm too cool to care. Yeah, so... Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the end of episode one is what we talked about last time with there's basically a nun that gets assaulted. And they... The way... Not only was it bad enough that it happened, but the way they depict it was in a very strange, almost silly sort of way. Like, it made me very uncomfortable. Like it's being played off as a joke or something? Like I think they were maybe trying to take the take the edge off of what was happening, or maybe it was... I don't know what the hell they were doing, hmm. to be honest. Hmm. And I, I like, like I said, I felt, like, ill after the end of the episode. I'm like, well, I'm done with that one. Not watching any of that. Nobody else should. Yeah, it seems like, based on, like, you know, the stuff I'd heard about it, like, it really feels like it seems to have taken, like, a a really specific tone that, like, you know how we sometimes talk about, like, certain anime, right? Like, oh, like, that's a famous seinen series. There's a certain level of, like, violence and edge to be expected. Right. And, like, sometimes that just comes part and parcel with the genre, right? Your your berserks and your, your vag- you know, your vagabonds and Vinland sagas and such. But, like, the way you talk about Ten, it seems like... It has a lot of that violence and edge, but, like, in a very, like, I don't know, like, nihilistically flippant way. Like, right, I like... Right. I would say, not that I have experience with any of the things you just mentioned, other than the first season of Vinland Saga, but while I felt that it was very violent at times, I never felt as though it was being flippant with that violence. Right, like, you know, your, your tolerance for the violence may vary, but at the end of the day, the violence is there to, like... Evoke a certain tone in in, in the in the in the work, whereas like right. the thing with Ida Ten, the vibe it, it seems like it's very much just like, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a lot of like I mean, you say '90s, but I'm almost reminded more of like a very specific era of marketing in the early 2000s. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think I know what you're talking about. Like, like if you remember the video game BMX Triple X, like uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking of, right? Of like this very like the game like, your mom doesn't want you to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're you know like like we're, we're you know we're gonna hire strippers at our PR event sort of thing, right? right? Like very much this like very flippant like 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 very like almost like overreaction or, or like like almost like a, 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 a overly committed to the like to the presentation of being flippant, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was kind of thinking of, like, that era when you had, like, really cute cartoon characters getting violently murdered. Yeah. Uh, Right. Like, happy tree tree friends. friends Like, so that's why I say early 2000s. Yeah, so, because the thing, like I said, this feels like it's almost like trying to be a subversion of, like, a colorful kids' battle show. And it looks like that. Like, the character designs and everything. Right, it's almost a shame, because, like, I watched the PV, and I was like, man, this is actually, like, a legitimately really, like, fun-looking art style, right? Yeah, no, the... actually do think. mm -hmm. And, like, I I really don't want to give this show credit for anything, but it does look very nice. Uh, The presentation, the visual presentation is really good. And then I was remembering, oh, Mappa made this, so people probably, like, (laughs) died to make this thing or something. So, a waste of talent, really, on... and. You know, I please don't watch this. Should have just, <laughs> just spent this money on Doro Hidoro season two. You know, yep. yes, or Garo Vanishing or, Line. 
to the movie, yeah. Or uh, you know, Razor Bahamut season two. Or like literally any number of like Mappa <laughs> things they have made that are like legitimately great in spite of the nature of their production. Since you know, since they never made Razor Bahamut season two, that would have been cool. Uh, mm. Yes, of course, of course. All right, in this way, let's let's move on. Okay. Oh boy, rubbing my hands together. So <laughs> everyone, <laughs> the three mongerators here, rubbing their hands together. Yeah. So I. <laughs> For the purpose of the podcast, I marathoned the back half of To Your Eternity and watched the two new episodes from this season. Uh, wow, when we last talked, when we last talked, we were, we had just started the Gugu arc, so I've survived that. Yeah. Um, you know who didn't? <laughs> oh come uh, on! Oh 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 come on! Yeah, <laughs> uh, Gugu it was, it, had a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> It, he also it, had a short life. It was it was it was good, you know. They, they got me. I definitely think it, it was the show at its best so far, without question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if by the end of it, my ongoing criticisms of the show have been addressed. <laughs> so, um, I, the main thing. And it's been a while since we talked about it, so to refresh everyone's memory, so the main things are like, I really don't like the meta plot mm. of mm. introducing the the, the monsters, um, and now that that's become more important to the plot, that has kind of decreased my interest a bit. Like, you know, spoilers, you know. Gugu did not have to die if not for that uh, monster thing. Right. Um, and it's like, I feel like I was thinking about it, and it's like the 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 story is at its best when it is, like, depicting Fushi experiencing, like, real-life good and bad, right? And mm-hmm. there are enough bad things in the real world <laughs> <laughs> that we can deal, that we can deal with and and, you know process that without having to introduce some kind of magical you know plot device that keeps things moving um and i I don't feel like it helps the show at all like having that in there and that makes sense but i think i think i would i would broadly agree with what you say but i think the purpose of the knockers is to from the very start introduce something that is an actual threat to a character who is immortal like Fushi is terrified of the knockers because they can take everything that he cares about away. His memories of of his friends who has died, the forms that he took. So I think that they work as a sort of general threat to make sure that the viewer doesn't become like the like the traditional immortal characters, <clears throat> like oh. I don't care. All of this is fleeting. Like I think they're they're supposed to ground Fushi and remind him that he still has stuff to lose, both regarding his own transformation abilities and regarding the the friends that he comes across. I think that is, and that's also why they're this anonymous threat that we don't really know much about. Like, right? I, I this is not a spoiler, but. We're way, like, even in the manga, we learn very, very little about the knockers, what they are, where they come from. They really 
only serve as a kind of force of nature to counteract the the godlike powers that Fushi and his and his creator have. I think, I think that's their purpose in the story. I, I guess my thing is like, dude, we need that though. Like, I, so that's do so we that's need a threat to, to like? I mean, I think like, the answer to that question is this is a shonen manga. <laughs> I, I think I think that for I, I so so the way I feel you know is I I think that Gel's uh, criticism has a lot of validity to it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I do think that like for better or worse, like I think that in the original manga, the knockers they are best used as a sort of like how do i put this a narrative force multiplier yeah like, yeah like I they think escalate the best, a situation that is already that has bad. already yeah. yes yes and right. i think hopefully like you know if, if you stick with at least till the end of the anime anyways like it will show that like a lot of the themes of to your eternity are like in many ways it's it's the fallibility of mankind combined with like the knockers being this supernatural escalation of those failings that sort of creates uh, interesting stakes for Fushi to face. Um, I think that, yes, like if the knockers were like just, you know, your generic flood, zerg, you know, whatever, like like, evil alien, and that was all there was to it, I think I would agree that, yes, they're not a very interesting enemy to fight. I think they're at their most interesting when they intersect with Fushi's, like, more mundane problems. Like, like the, the, like the best use of the knockers of the manga, I always remember, were, like, they would always show up at the worst possible time. Like, like the right. one and only time in which their presence could, like, really, like, permanently ruin something is when, <laughs> coincidentally, they always show up, right? Like, it's right. almost as if they are driven... To ruin Fushi's lives at his most pivotal moments. Yeah, when, think... when, when we had the scene where... Goo Goo-goo is talking to Reen, and, yeah. like, the balcony just breaks. I'm like, are you it's, kidding it's me? It's almost Come on. Yeah, like, really? it's, it's almost... <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what it is, right? And but that, that, I, that's that's not satisfying to me. Like, I, I don't... I, it just feels like... Yeah, I, Well, we gotta, we gotta keep the plot moving. Let's break this balcony and murder everyone. Like, I, I do understand your, your, your issue, mm-hmm. though, Joe. Because it, it, is, it, is, it is that thing of, like... I think that, like... I think Gugu's arc works because, like... I think it does address some of, like, the complaints you guys had earlier of, like, there's not enough good to be shown to yes. balance out the bad. Yes. And I think Gugu's art does a wonderful job of, like, allowing Fushi to experience, like, a very, like, mundane but fulfilling types, type of normalcy, yeah. at least for, like, those few years. Right. And, like, that makes... Because, because you know, like, Mar- March's death is, like, so sudden. Like, mm-hmm. it's so, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, and in some ways that works, right? The abrupt nature of it. Like, the very, like, um... What's the, what's the word? Um indiscriminate way in which she dies i think works thematically for that but for gugu it's very much more like you know this this is kind of like this is to your eternity at its best right like the highs and lows of life you know the bittersweet nature of living with with people you care about and and yeah like you know in, in gugu's case yes it was a it was, it was it was an alien transforming rock bear but like it could have easily have been I don't like, know, cancer or tripping right. and falling like, badly on his head, no, right? Like, I think that's important because the thing is, like, Marsh's death is supposed to be impactful. And with all due respect for Gugu, but his death is only there to close out the arc and make sure Fushi moves on to something else. Yeah, I mean, that to like, me, that felt like because we have this escalating monster threat, it's like, well, we need to give Fushi a jacked guy who can spit fire to his arsenal of uh, characters here to fight the monsters. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I. I don't know. And, and going back to my other point, like, 
there are plenty of other real problems, both big and small. To like, like I'm not saying it has to be like a, everybody grows old and happy and has a great life. Like there, there are other problems to deal with, like other ways to br- bring in conflict, even if it doesn't threaten, you know, Fushi's existence per se. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are other ways to do that. I feel like, right. yeah. and and. The, the whole monster thing just feels like, like Aqua said, well, it's a shonen manga. We have to have, I mean, that, that kind of leads into the, the next arc. We're, there's a tournament? We have a tournament <laughs> arc? I mean, it's to your eternity? It's, it's a tournament arc in as much as he is technically fighting in a tournament, but like, I, I assure you that it's and, not, it's not but, really the focus yeah, of Yeah, of the tournament is mostly just... The tournament's mostly just there to establish this, you know, as a oh, it's a doggy dog world and the, and the I, might I'm makes not, right. Like I'm not sure I understand what's going on. In I a mean, way I, I would say narratively, like... the only like real purpose of the tournament arc is to make Fushi's powers more known to the public mm-hmm. and right. to attract um, <laughs> people who may be interested in Fushi and his powers. Mm. Well, I mean, we left off with what's her name showing hi i say is back my favorite character <laughs> corona um, you should have killed her when you had the chance right yeah and i'm not sh- a lot of trouble like, i don't know if it became clear to you at this point joe that when he that fushi being able to transform into perona uh means that perona is is dead right yeah the nature I, of how his powers work i I, I did that did not I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that meant she was dead or he got the ability yes. to turn to live people but my in, my general thought was yes that means that she's dead yeah um, I I do think that like as time goes on like that this is that is definitely one of those areas I think I think to your eternity does like uh, succeed in is like every time Fuchi gets a power up it's a very bittersweet moment yeah because like it comes with the understanding that oh like that person's no longer here. That's why I can do this. And yeah. Perona is kind of the going to be the first of, of I think many many <laughs> transformations down the road that will evoke that uh, that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know, guys. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. Like I you know, it's it's like and it's also like it, it's not it's it's also kind of a rough adaptation if I'm being honest, right? Like it's. Yeah. It really has not. I mean, that's that's kind of what I've been wondering is if there's some of the, the the maybe nuance or 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 mood that's getting that's, lost. I don't think in... that's necessarily the the fault of the adaptation. The thing is, with a manga, there is more for you to interpret. When you're reading a manga, you can set the pacing, you can right. set the mood. There's that. Sure. And when it's adapted into an anime, that stuff is always you know given an interpretation by a director and a writer and it often very often happens to me that when uh, an anime is made out of a manga i really like those things do not match like my interpretation my method of reading does not match with the interpretation that is given by the adapters which doesn't necessarily make the adaptation bad and that is also the reason why because i'll be honest I don't. Re- I didn't remember how Gugu died in the original manga, because I. To me, that is not one of the memorable parts of this 
series. Right. But in but, the anime, that's like the climax of... Right, and they pay a lot of attention to it. Whereas in a manga, you can be like... You can... You know, stress, on, yeah. st stress the things that you like and sort of move on from the other stuff. Okay, and, that's yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to disagree there because watching the anime, Gugu's death is the only part of this arc <laughs> I could remember. Like... <laughs> I mean, that's valid, right? These are like, all... I literally did not remember any other part of Gugu's arc. Like, I like, like if you ask me what my memory of Gugu's arc is, it's like, it's his childhood up until he gets, you know, his face smashed and he wears the mask, and then it's his bittersweet sacrifice to allow <laughs> Fushi to win. And it's like, that's that's kind of my memory of Gugu as like, mm -hmm. but you know, that's Fushi's that's perfectly cool, fine. Fire breathing you know? bro, that's like just all the, the stuff in the middle was like. <laughs> just, manga just, allows know. for more personalized interpretations whereas with anime you get one interpretation and that's it yeah and you know I, usually I, I mean the people who work on anime are very talented but usually that's going to be a bit more of a generic interpretation and i think that might also be the reason why we've been so often disappointed by manga adaptations and have ten tended to gravitate more towards anime originals like the shows that we like at the Glorio blog, very often tend to be originals. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I, th I think that's that's all a good point. We even talked about, too, from my perspective, waiting, you know, eight episodes for Fushi to become an actual character. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, which, when you're, if you're reading the manga, you can blow through that in an afternoon or yes. something. But I, I had to wait, you know, three months. <laughs> it, I mean, well, it, if, you're it, reading, it, if you're reading the manga... As it was happening, that also still took quite a long time. Yeah, that that's 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 fair, but but it, it's a different. Yeah, I don't know feeling. Like, yeah, it's a different feeling. So I I don't know how much of the adaptation affects that. I'll also admit, I'm just really not in the mood for this type of. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that's intensely fair. emotional. I mean, like yeah, like, like I you, you got to be like. In the, in the mood for that kind of thing too and I'm just like yeah. right now in this, the state of the world in 2021 I don't need something else making me sad I um, mean that's the thing right you have to be a sociopath like me who can <laughs> something and be like oh yeah that's sad but then also completely not feel sad at all like so, I appreciate the use of tropes and writing to adduce a feeling of sadness from the leader from the right from the world I mean the like, fact that I was already behind by six episodes because uh, I kind of did right. not make the... I mean, also last season there was a lot of... Last anime, season right? was like... I mean, that's a thing. But, like, it, it's crazy to say, but like, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame anyone for dropping To Your Eternity right. in spring 2021. Which was like, like the sixth best show right. of that season. <laughs> right. Like, it's fucking crazy to say, but like, yeah, To Your Eternity probably didn't even break the top five of like right. spring 2021. Yeah. Like, it's... And heck, like you know, it very much feels like yes, like it's only in a season like the one we're currently in where this show might even have a chance to like, yeah, turn it around in people's eyes. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah. I will. Pr I'll probably. I don't know if I'm going to be the fight. on top of it every single week, but I'll probably. Well, on the bright the side, it's not a full. It's not a full two seasons, right? right? It's, it's only 20, twenty episodes. episodes. Yeah. Okay, so, so there's you know. only yeah. All right. Only a handful left. Let's and it's gonna uh, be on break for the next two weeks because it's on the NHK. Oh really? Whoops. Okay, great. Oh, well, oh, for the that's office. one one less thing to watch this season. I guess. Uh -huh. All right. Well, we won't be talking about that next episode. All right.
let's move along. Let's talk about Get a Robo Arc. It's time Get to her. kill some dinosaur bastards. Um, which you are, trying to as you guys mentioned, you're you're watching in conjunction with Get a Robo Armageddon. That's yes. correct. Welcome. Welcome to Glorio Robo Armageddon, your impromptu Get a Robo Armageddon watch along uh, uh, mini podcast hosted by 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 Eero and I. Hey, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm so, watching. Uh, the, these are my first Getter shows. I would say I'm equally flabbergasted with each one. I have no idea what's happening in the plot, other than we get in the robot and we fight the the, the evil guys. Um, well, both both of them are like sequels neither of these is a starting point right? uh-huh. like, no no yeah. <laughs> it's so i i don't know how you guys want to do this do you want to talk about arc first the new show we'll, and we'll talk about arc first how, how you know. want to deal with it i'll i will hand the floor over think, to both uh, of you sure so uh get a robot arc kind of continues um along the trajectory that you know had been established by earlier episodes it is very much about the building up of the new getter team formed by uh, Takuma, the son of Ryoga Nagare, the original Getter pilot, uh-huh. um, and his, his two compatriots. Um, I can't even remember the name of the, the, the future-telling guy, the clairvoyant guy. Monk guy. Monk guy and uh, hybrid half-human, half-dinosaur man. Uh, because uh, his name in, in is the, uh, Baku Yamagishi. Oh, Baku, yeah. Because in the lore of Getter Robo, uh, after the the after the human after the human dinosaur race war of the uh-huh. original Getter Robo, yes. Yes. Uh, they established diplomatic relationships because you know it was yeah, a classic yeah. it was a classic situation of like ah you dinosaur people may have literally attempted to genocide the entire human race, but now aliens are coming out of the moon, so we have to team up to fight them because uh-huh. we might like literally have like centuries of racial animus between the two of us were both still earthlings not like those alien bastards from the moon so uh, uh that is why uh the, the dinosaur people the saurians and the humans now uh, uh-huh. uh generally quick, get along was this what? manga written by ozamandias from uh watchmen <laughs> real quick when we say dinosaur people how dinosaur versus people are we talking what's the dinosaur to person ratio uh, um you, know, like, you saw you saw you saw a saurian I mean, in the latest episode. What would you describe that as? Ooh, what if a dinosaur had like a human head on it? I guess like you know, so they're big like, wait, lizard they're, guys. They're they're like full on Toku villain. Like yeah, there we people. go. Yeah, like okay. like they look like they're wearing rubber suits. <laughs> But they're like, like dinosaur body with a human head. That's like the opposite of what I would imagine. I mean, uh, they're like. I guess it's like they're like really. They're like large, scaly humanoids. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll have to, got I'll claws have to look and it up. tails. Like, it's claws like I'm and a cat girl, and, and it's like a cat with a girl's head. Yeah. On. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to look it up. But I was just curious because I was but, uh, envisioning like just a literal dinosaur head on a person's body. But... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, they're kind of establishing the stakes, they're setting up, the, you know, our new trio of getter pilots, and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of introducing Takuma's, like, motivation for becoming a pilot, because it turns out that, uh, his mother, who is not given a name other than being called, uh, uh Takuma's mother, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. who who married Ryoma Nagare and had, had him as their child, uh, is killed by evil scientists, and yes. this is important because evil scientists is a like enduring theme in Getter Robo because Getter 
Robo, in Getter Robo, all things are powered by Getter Rays. And Getter Rays are, like, basically humans, uh, mankind's ability to harness the power of evolution. Um, sure. Uh, Getter Rays very much feels like somebody in the 70s, like, read a poorly translated article on radiation uh-huh. and decided, oh, that would be a cool thing to power robots with. I mean, it's spiral power, basically. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, spiral power, spiral power are Getter Rays. Like, like yeah. fundamentally, anytime I say Getter Rays, just think spiral power. Like, they are, like, literally, like, identical. Like, like in Maishi... Yes. Very obviously, just stole Getter Ray's wholesale. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm reading here that Nakashima gave a memorial address at Kenichikawa's funeral. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, like that that tells you right, like the the influence there. Um, and and the constant like refrain in Getter is like the hubris of mankind using abusing powers, you know, for their own selfish means, right? Uh, right. And so, so this is often represented in the form of like hilariously evil-looking scientists. Uh, uh, Iro, uh, uh, tell me what you uh-huh. think of of some of the scientists we have seen in Getter Robo so far. Uh, what, what would your impression be of the profession of science in, in the Getter universe? <laughs> I I wish they all were slightly less looking like racial stereotypes. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Like, do well, you, you have an issue with Cohen and Stinger? Oof, a little bit. <laughs> when they're like, this dude looks like a literal monkey in human clothing, and this dude literally looks like a gorilla in human clothing, and they're <laughs> just like, ah, but they're like evil it. aliens or something. Right, that's a thing. They're aliens. So the often evil scientists in Get a Robo are actually revealed to be alien infiltrators wearing human skins. Right. To, to steal Get a technology. It's a lot. Get a Robo is a lot. I mean, the, the whole point of my rambling here is that, like, if there's anything I can say that really that, uh, say about Get a Robo Arc yeah. is that it is Getter true and true. Yes. Despite its budgetary I mean, issues. I, I, despite. Yes, I can still appreciate them uh, launching into battle and then all of the enemy drones form up into formation to form the face of the evil scientist who killed Takuma's, Takuma's mother and he screams you know ah it's my mother's killer and charges straight <laughs> into the swarm comes out the other end and he's like why isn't it solid I'll kill you Professor McDonald you oh, killed yeah, my mother and it's like <laughs> alright that, that, that sounds pretty good, but does it still look like ass at this point? It yep. still looks like ass. Um, <laughs> and for that reason, I think I maybe then we, we connect that to Get a Robo Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have finished watching the first three episodes, which were notably directed by one Yasuhiro Imagawa of G Gundam fame. Yes. Ah. And um, the thing about Get a Robo Armageddon is that on some level, content wise, it's not even that dissimilar to Ark in terms of like its extremely, like, po-faced dialogue and, uh-huh. and meaty protagonists shouting at the sky. But the thing that, like, makes it all work is, like, a much more competent, like, hand at presentation and, and style. Right. Like, you know, like, you know, I, I've been, you know, I've watched Get a Robo Armageddon before. I'm re-watching it right now with Eero, and, like, you know, it's, it's a 90s... Looking. 
yeah, it's a good-looking 90s OVA, you know? These dudes have a bunch of hatch marks under their face, right? The shading is all 90s style, you yep. know? Like, they got that look. Imagawa's right? a good director. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... And I think it's that thing of, like... Getter is, is in and of itself already a bit of an acquired taste. But I think that, like... It really requires, actually, like, like fairly good presentation to make it shine and sell. Like, the absurdity it's trying to, like present like if you think about like Gurren Lagann right like again Gurren Lagann very like like very much specifically inspired by Getter like not Mazinger not Super Robots in general specifically Getter Robo and and the reason why I think Gurren Lagann worked is like Mm -hmm. I I mean I think you know for a lot of reasons right like a a likable cast and like you know uh, and and, like you know interesting stakes but also like it was a very well-made show yeah like Gurren Lagann almost never looked bad right like it was a great looking show and so when it's telling you oh yeah like this dude transforms into a drill and he sticks that drill right. into if his it, head if you can get the right and... presentation you go you just go like yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly like no matter how absurd the thing being shown to you is you can buy it right like in get a robo armageddon uh, uh uh the evil doctor reveals his plan was to fire the getter rays from his ultimate creation shin getter dragon which is basically just the devil gundam yeah. Uh, fires its beam, which is an evolution beam, and causes uh, a dinosaurs to come back because it hyper accelerates evolution. Yep. And so somehow dinosaurs come back, but they're like fucked up alien dinosaurs. And mm-hmm. that's absurd. I mean, I don't even know why I'm describing this to you, but like, <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, that's I'm important. not sure what he was actually trying to do at all, but. <laughs> but Science, hey, he made obviously he made he made weird alien dinosaurs. That's all you need to know, right? Exactly. And <laughs> no, I I remember that I I remember what you're specifically what you're talking about in Gurren Lagann. That one of the first time the first time I watched it, there were a lot of moments where I was like, wait, did he just like pull that thing off his head and stick it on his head with no explanation? And yeah, it's like yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, what that's, of that's it? All you need to know. It's I, Gatai. I, 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 what yeah, of it? That's how, yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah, and I I think that's a thing, right? Is like, I think that like that level of I think that level of absurdity is very fun in anime. In fact, I think that mm-hmm. is in many ways why we give Trigger as much rope as we do because like they uh, they have a shamelessness in embracing that type of absurdity. But it does require I think a certain level of presentation yeah. to like sell that. And I just I want to like Arc. I think I do like parts of Arc, but like by and by it just. It's hard is in the right place, but it just doesn't have There's, the resources yeah. to like, no, sell the absurdity it's trying to, to no, trying to build. No gas in the tank on uh, Ark. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of how I All feel. Right. And I, I mean, I don't know if watching Armageddon at the same time, which is... Yeah, it's not making it look any better. Uh, no, it really isn't. In comparison... <laughs> Like this, oh, this is the thing you're trying to be, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's even like this. Well, it, partially, even the same director works on both series. Right. Yes. So. Hmm. <sighs> well, are they are these on the same timeline, or is that too complicated no, to even no, get into? No, it's, it's uh, the way I would describe uh, Get a Robo Armageddon is is I, I might need your help with this. It's 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 an <clears throat> anniversary project, so it's like it's not part of the canon timeline. It's sort of a like. Right. Nebulous, like, this is an original universe written to celebrate. My, the my understanding of a is much much like uh, the Giant Robo Day or the Earth Stood Still manga, uh, or, yeah, or yeah, rather that. OVA. Uh, it just takes pieces from all over uh, 
Getter and all it's over Ishikawa's kind of body hits. of work. Yeah. Yeah. And combines them into a single story. So it's a Toku crossover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that is a good way to describe it. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Which probably looks cool, at least. It does look cool. Yes. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, huh. Well. Be uh-huh. more in touch on that uh, next time yep. for sure. Speaking uh, of a show that does seem to have gotten a disproportionate amount of resources poured into it. All right. I was going to say, speaking of a show that, uh, as opposed to Get a Robo, looks good but has uh, nothing underneath. <laughs> <laughs> I can't put this off any longer. Oh, no, I mean, no, I, would, I wouldn't I say, say Get a Robo, Robo has, has anything underneath. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, we'll talk about characters who say stuff like, that's why you want pilots with big balls to pilot your robot huh like let's let's not get it twisted here all right speaking of big balls yeah well speaking of balls um, (laughs) let's talk about miss kobayashi's dragon maid s all right tell us about these i don't know how much time i want to spend on the nuance of the kobayashi magically gets a dick arc but uh that is what happened i've heard it's bad um it's not great um i think all right, here, here's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I, I did go back and look at the the chapter in the manga to compare, and Kiwani did a couple of minor things to make it slightly less worse. I also think that had they just removed the whole gender aspect out of it, it probably mm-hmm. would have been fine, and it would have basically been exactly the same just without the harmful <laughs> implications. Yeah, yeah. Um, the... But they did not do that. That's a big if. Uh, in fact, the actual title of the episode is, you know, Ikemen Kobayashi, you know, hot right, guy Kobayashi. Right. Like they and, explicitly say, oh, she's a man. And, and they, they very much yeah. say frequently and often, well, she has a penis now. She is a man. Yeah. Um, and so that that's not cool. Um, and there's the implication that she is now more physically attracted to Toru than she was previously which ah, i yes, would push all men are just you know racists yeah who i would push back a little bit on in. that i would push back a little bit on that because there have been many other times where kobayashi has shown herself to be physically attracted to toru <laughs> in a similar manner but they i i know what they were going for and right. it, it's it's a little gross um but like i said if you had actually just taken the the whole male gender aspect out of it, it would have been fine. It actually probably would have even been funny in a couple of spots because ultimately, like I said, the main thing is that, you know, no matter, no matter what's going on, Kobayashi still loves Toru. Right. And Toru still loves Kobayashi. Like that would be, that would be the funny thing to me. Like the evil dragon is like, ah, let's see if you still love each other, but I turn you into a man. And then they still love each other. Yes. Like that would which, be the funny thing. Like, which they do. And yeah, Again, had they not had that language in there, I think it would have been fine. So, um, so yeah, that happened. I mean, is it is it resolved by the end of this episode? Yes. Or like, oh, yep. so so then I guess it's like the whole thing. The whole thing was just for one great. cheap joke, basically. Right. I guess. I guess then the question is like, <laughs> what does that entail for like the rest of its run? Right. It, like, it, it does. It this, has is no. This, does this poison the well enough? Or is it like no? I don't. Or is think it like it looking does. back? Is it like like let's just assume that let's just say magically the rest of the season of Dragon Maid is great. 
then is the thing you say <laughs> in hindsight, wow, that was really good to shame about those first two episodes, but otherwise, like, still solid? Or is this a or sign like, of things to come? Like, I, yeah. No, I would I would say it changes nothing. Uh, if you were willing to swallow the amount of hot garbage that Dragon Maid throws mm. at you in the first place, <laughs> uh, <laughs> with all the other problematic areas it touches into, this will probably not be any different for you. You're always going to be in it for the long haul, no um, I mean, I think the thing is that this is not necessarily a a huge difference from the usual kind of hot garbage this show throws yes, at you. Yes, that's basically like, what, I, what I'm yeah. getting at. It's it's a little more, uh, I guess, over the top than yeah. some of the other things that it normally does. A bit more uh, explicit, but, a bit more over the top, a bit more, yeah. quote-unquote, problematic, but not really. But like, it's, it's not really... Yeah. I don't know if I would really judge it as any worse than any other things, which is not to excuse the other things it does not, either. Not the... <laughs> but... I'm just saying, if if right. you were already putting up with the other things it's doing, I don't think this is going right. to be different. But every, hey, everyone's yeah. mileage is going to vary on that. I'm just saying sure. what happened. Okay. Um, uh, so I have another question about this show. Okay. I saw some screenshots from the third episode, and what's up with the girl who's doing the like creepy orgasm faces? Oh yeah. So that's one of the other. Oh. <laughs> so. There's and that that's been going on since practically the first episode. Oh, that's not okay. that's not new to season two. So th- so some of the other bad things that happen in the show, which I'll point out, the only reason I give the show the time I gave the show the time of day is because again, like a significant portion of the show is very good, and I I have <laughs> never I can't really think of another show that's had things I loved so much and things I hated so much in like, <laughs> equal in equal proportion. <laughs> uh, all the time in every episode but um yes so aqua what you're referring to is uh-huh. their uh so the main the main family is kobayashi and toru and then they have their adopted dragon daughter kana and kana is basically an ele- elementary school girl and they treat her relatively fine but she has a friend from school who has uh very adult feelings. Uh, about okay. is, this the, uh, is this the joke where t- ten year old? Oh, she's like nine, but she's mega horny. Yes, and she Great. she is very much in love with Kana and has, like mm, I said, very adult uh-huh, feelings uh-huh, for Kana, okay. despite them yep. being like nine uh-huh, or ten uh-huh. years old. Uh-huh. Hilarious. So that, is, that so all of the side characters in the show are awful, and that is <laughs> that is one of them. So those are the things you those are the kind of things you have to put up with. Um it's just like if you if you thought Kuroko Shirai wasn't quite creepy enough, what yeah, if she no, made she, even younger? Yeah, yes, make make her even younger and uh that's what you're it's she's basically the same character. Mm. Um and then so the other thing the other development was so like the evil dragon girl that gave Kobayashi the magic penis. I can't believe I'm saying this sentence. Um I'm sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> So, so it turns out, you know, her, of course, all of her problems are not her fault because of her tragic backstory. And, uh, well, of course, what's her tragic backstory? Uh, it, I don't know. Her parents were killed by a penis. She, she used to be friends with the humans and then her, and then her, the humans tried to kill the dragons and the dragons murdered all of them. And I don't, I don't know, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Point oh, is, she I thought, like I thought that backstory would be tied to like her boobs are too big or something. I don't uh, know. No, they make some more jokes about that, but that is sure, not of related to do. her uh, backstory. Um, 
So, of course, you know, none of this was her fault, and she's actually a really good girl. So the Kobayashi and Toru basically take her on as their second adopted daughter. Right, here. she joins the squad. Uh, <laughs> oh. she, she's like she's like their, their like moody teenage daughter now, and uh, I whatever. Um, I, I don't have so much of a problem with her character as a character. It's just her design. Her character design is like the worst character design so I've much. ever seen. <laughs> In so uh, yeah. Um. Look, this this manga has a very is a very weird guy, and it's honestly surprising that so many of his anime his manga get turned into anime. Like the guy is has it, the guy has three anime. And what is it surprising though that uh? I mean, this, this guy, guy has three anime. This guy has got this three anime and fucking. Uh, Mizukami. Mizukami got one. I, 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 I'm so glad Iro knew exactly <clears throat> what Gray was going. How come Mizukami only got one anime? Mizukami only has one, and it wasn't even that good. And it was maybe arguably the worst thing he had ever written. <laughs> and that's the one that gets turned into an anime. I mean, that wasn't anime original, though. Y- yeah, but yes, still. Yeah, we were. Yeah. It was a well, simultaneous. Punished Mizukami, a man denied uh, his yeah. his rightful yeah. anime adaptation. Just saying, what if we took all? What if Kiyoni took all of the money they're putting into Dragon Maid and uh, yeah. put it into something? That, like I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand. Just like Patrick Star, what if we moved all this money over here <laughs> to over here where Mizukami is? I, I just don't understand why Kiyoni continues to try to clean up. They know hot where their bread is honest... buttered. Like, and like they're very. That, like... And I also honestly. I think we sort of overestimate how much say anime studios have in the project they adapt. I think Kiwani has a lot of say at this I... point is what they want to adapt. Um, but the I think I think you're right to a certain degree. Like stuff like Violet Evergarden is specifically stuff that came from their light novel contest. But I right. think that at the same time they also have to do you know job work to keep the machines running. Like I've. Like I think this is like their the equivalent of, of of like Trigger doing that. What is it? When supernatural battles become commonplace. Right? <laughs> oh, I don't like, know. They only did that once. Like so, so, so that's a thing, right? It's like Dragon Maid's might... real popular though. Like everyone yeah, I, forgot I guess... that thing happened. Like this we, is a. Uh, I feel like this was a a real legitimate business decision that they thought they could turn this into something good. But I, I should probably say this conversation for when we actually get to a, talking about our backlog, but like I feel mm-hmm. like the thing that like you're so you're totally right that yes, Trigger has totally done that sort of gun for hire work before, but they haven't actually done a lot of that since. And and right, the question I, I guess I'd have to I'd have to, you know, strip talk to somebody at the studio because otherwise I don't I don't know what the story is, but I guess my question is like if if they needed to do sto- like projects like that to stay afloat, how come they haven't done any since, right? Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. I th- and 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 it's just a question. And the answer you might come up with is, well, maybe their original projects have been financially like successful enough that they don't have to rely on that type of like keep the lights on projects. But if that's true, shouldn't Kiyoani be the king of right. our original projects raking so much money? We don't have to quote unquote, you know deign to deal with this type of work, but they, they clearly still actively pursue it. On so the other think... hand, you might have to keep in mind the fact that Kiyoani actually, like, spends way more money than they than other studios do because they actually pay their animators. That, that <laughs> but... is true. And, and, and so, I guess that's the thing, right? Is like, you know, I, I don't think we want to wade into the the Kiyoani Dragon Maid discourse that has yeah. been popping off the last few weeks. But I guess, right, the, I yeah. guess the idea is, like, look, like, if... 
Yes, if, if like, something like Dragon Mate is required so that KyoAni can continue to operate the way it does, then, like, you know, I guess all the more power to them. I guess I just I, wish that the otaku themselves did yeah. not... <laughs> did I not, actually think... <laughs> did not give projects like this so much money. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I agree. I don't even want to talk... I don't even want to touch some of those conversations that were going on, but the... Um, I think something like Dragon Maid, I think, was an intentional choice because there are... You know, I keep talking about all the bad stuff, but there's a lot of stuff I love about it that Kiwani is very good at. The mm-hmm. the slice-of-life, found-family type of thing that's going right. on with it is very good it's... in the story, and they play that up as much as they can, particularly mm-hmm. if you compare it to how the manga... Because the manga is just, like, pure, like, borderline porn trash comedy, and, <laughs> and Kiwani plays up a lot of the more... <laughs> slice of life family type of aspect of it which which so i i feel like i mean again we can only speculate but yeah. like i feel like this was like an intentional like they saw something in this thing that they thought they could adapt mm-hmm. but my thing is like can, can you pick something that you don't have to like totally yeah. <laughs> like gut yeah. to make it work like yeah, I mean, I think words... it's a it's probably a combination of all sorts of factors, right? The stuff they want to adapt, the stuff they their know sponsors that make them on black, the for... stuff right. that they, they know will pay, the stuff that they right. have like publishers that they have contracts with or something like that. It's probably a combination of all sorts of factors. Yeah, maybe maybe they're getting handed like a pile of trash, and like out of this pile of trash, this is the one we think we can make the best. Right. Anime all right, but why why start with a pile of trash? I'm just saying. All right, look. All right, look, look, Kyo, Annie. I get that you guys have a certain angle. You have a certain alley, uh, a lane you guys like to stay in. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this world where, where, where Gynax is, is dead and gone, look, like, uh, Kiwani, we can hand you Spirit Circle on a silver, mm. silver platter. Damn. Like, if you need to Kiwani adapt, doing if Spirit you Circle, adapt, huh? If you've got to adapt a Mizukami manga, like, yeah. Hmm. Take that's, Spirit Circle. That would be perfect. That's never going to happen because like, Spirit Circle was cancelled and the publisher has no interest in selling more Spirit Circle stuff. Wait, it was cancelled? Oh, it ended. What are you talking about? It ended. Was it? Oh, yeah, it had, had, it had a really mind. good ending. It had, like, maybe uh, the sorry. best Mizukami right. ending. confused with something. All right, else we're, we're down a very inside. specific rabbit hole that no one's probably going to care about but us, but I do have to ask. Iroh, how would you feel about Kiwani doing Spirit Circle? Do it. Fuck it. Let's go. If they if they can <laughs> they can put the if they can put the the power behind it that it deserves. Okay. Yeah, well. look, look, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to tell Kiwani to adapt um Look, uh, there, uh, I don't have anything against Ki- <laughs> Kiwani is a very talented studio. I just don't like any of the shows they've done. Like <laughs> Right. But if they adapted Spirit Circle, they de- then if they there did would a show be. that I would like, yeah, then I'd like no, I, it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to be like super facetious here. It's just like their style right. of show with that. I liked half of, of Violet Evergarden. Like Yeah. You know. What was the, what was God, I can't believe I keep I always forget what was the name of the samurai one? They didn't do a samurai. Sengoku Yoko. No, no, Sengoku Yoko. Like, like, oh. like, I'm not saying I would want Ani to do Sengoku Yoko, alright? I'm just saying, if you had to adapt to Mizukami manga, there is one that would be, like, suitably, like... Problem is that it's true, that's not marketable. Like, <laughs> so it's over. Oh, of course and, not. Like, yeah. <laughs> but I want to I mean, see it. I, yeah. I, I, do, I do find it interesting that they don't do more originals, too. Like, I mean, think... my big question is, why didn't they do To Your Eternity? Because they did do a silent voice. Oh, oh that is yeah. a good point. Huh. I, I could see them doing To Your Eternity. They probably would have handled To Your Eternity a little bit better than the Brain studio is currently yeah. handling it. Yeah. I, I could see them doing that. Have they, do, have they done any originals since Tomiko Market? 
define originals like are there like are like there, entire are, there, there are there light novels originals are yeah. there light novels contest submissions uh, they any originals the, uh, the archery one no i mean like absolutely no material like not not counting their, i don't know if they do manga. those yeah tsune the archery one i thought that was a manga was it yeah i, th I thought that had something oh, yeah. hold on because i, I can literally up. only think of tomico market but anyway so it was um, a light novel so all right, sure. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I will continue to watch Dragon Maid and suffer. Both be delighted and suffer simultaneously. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, it might have been Tomico Market. I, I, that's I, the I, only I, one I can think of. I control F original. There are not that many entries to Ani's. Uh, yeah, I find that history. I find that strange for a like like compare them to like like PA Works or somebody who, mm -hmm. who puts out an original like once or twice a year or something. I think the you know? thing is, whenever they do originals, they, like, adapt... Like, they, they do an original story of one of their existing adaptations. Like, I think right. most of their movies are, are original stories. Yeah, they inject a lot of original stuff into their adaptations. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yes. their adaptations are so, like, heavily edited that they are essentially original stories. But, right. you know, still, it's... Yeah. But they have something that they're working on yeah. off of. All right. Alright, well, let's put how that about a real anime Oh boy. <laughs> a real anime I didn't know, original. I, I didn't think we were ever going to talk about this show again, but you guys yeah. said some stuff went down. Is it, oh, is it yeah? I don't know if it's yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Eero. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. I, I, don't, I, want, I want to preface this by saying I'm saying yeah about how much fun I'm going to have explaining this. I am not saying yeah to the events portrayed in the following episodes okay, we're so, about to describe. Yeah, Alright. Let's, let's tell everybody what we're talking about, which is... Decide Trami Ray, the animation. <laughs> and let's set G loose in five, four, three, <laughs> two, one, go. Okay, so Decide Trauma Ray is basically like Say extremely trashy persona. Right. It is very yeah. persona adjacent teen problem and we go gotta go into the dream world and power up and Punch the, 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 yell, punch the, the CG monster instead of yep. Persona. Yep. Right. You mean knock her knock up. Her we gotta up. knock we her gotta up. We gotta go in the dream world and go knock her up and power up and punch the the CG monsters and then <clears throat> the victim of the week will have their their mental issues fixed by us defeating punch the monster. in the face. And, yeah, right. and if they've got an important design, maybe they'll join the party too. <laughs> if your character it's... design's good enough to be in a gacha game. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, it, it took it took episode three for it to actually lock in place where I was like, oh, oh, this is Persona. Okay. Right. Like, trashy, extremely trashy Persona. Right. The, uh, but... I believe the one of the selling points for their mobile game is that they brought in the writer of Persona 2. Supposedly the good Persona, mm. so. Mm. Wavery hand. I, I still want to play Innocent Sin and Eternal Punishment one of these days. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if the writing is the problem with Persona Two, but the, the anyway. game is awful. Let's go on. <clears throat> so let's move on. Keep moving. You watched episode one, right? Right, Joe. I did watch episode. Right. So you know, so that's like, pretty normal stuff, up, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Episode right. two escalates like an insane amount. It's. I'm talking about. Crazy. All right. <sighs> All so, right. so for context, episode one, the guy gets sucked into the uh -huh, alternate uh -huh. dimension or whatever where they have superpowers. Yep, yep. He gets his superpowers. He, now he, he gets sucked into the TV. And... Right. He figures out that he can he can he has giant fist weapons he can punch things with, uh -huh. and he meets his two 
sidekicks, yeah, yeah, sidekicks that had the one was the girl with the Statue of Liberty minigun, uh-huh. and the other one was mm-hmm, the guy that mm-hmm. had literal rollerblades, right? Yep. yep, yep. Okay, so pretty standard setup. It was fun, whatever. Okay, so, all right. So, then, so episode two. We go to the next level. Uh, Iro, you would call this character the the Yukiko equivalent. The, right? Yeah, yes. The like Yukiko Imagi from Persona Four. Uh-huh, yes, the the yes. like uh, prim and proper. proper one. She's like console president or something. She wears glasses. Very strict. Uh huh. And, and they're like, oh, why is she such a square in in school? <clears throat> why is she why is she so stern? And so the camera follows her home, where her ho- father is beating her mother uh, on screen. Closed fist domestic abuse uh, on screen. Uh huh. Not we're not talking. We're not talking the one dramatic slap. No, we're talking. This like, man is like berating her and beating, beating her. Wife, yeah, like in their like hyper conservative Japanese mansion. Uh-huh. Like you, you he's literally like, he's like, a cop, I think. He's literally a cop. He is literally a and cop. He's like, I'm meeting the police commissioner next week, uh, daughter, and you will come with me because you are to be married to his son. And oh. which is like doesn't even make sense. The police aren't a well in theory, <laughs> the police are not a hereditary position. That's not how it works. Right. And but like we see, Okay. We, we see this like it goes back to her house like two or three times over the course of this episode. And each time, and every he's, like, time, beating his wife and like she's bruised and like it's it's like it's really really upsetting to watch. Actually, it's like like this guy's a monster. Like this right. again, this is not like like look. In, in terms of how domestic abuse is often portrayed in anime, mm-hmm. it is often the dramatic slap, right? The, right. Oh, don't talk to me, woman. Slap. Oh, she runs away, right? No, this is like, don't you get away from me. Grabs her. Keeps beating her. Like, That's... it's really distressing right. to watch. I have not upsetting. been this upset about it, like, like, how it's been portrayed. Like, I don't feel I don't feel as though it's been portrayed this heavily on screen since, like, Erased. Right, and, like, it's, like, uh-huh. and for what And purpose, this is not, right? like, this, this is, is not like, this the is show trashy, to do that. No. <laughs> this is trashy persona, right? Like, because there's the thing, right? The egregiousness of what is, be, what is being portrayed on, on on screen doesn't have the appropriate, like, Right, uh, they're treating, uh, they're, they're still just treating it as, like, oh, it's her teen problem. She goes to, right. she goes to see the main guy and his kickboxing club, and she's like, oh, see, no matter how often he gets knocked down while kickboxing, he gets back up and keeps going. And it's like basically like her wow, shadow maybe because she'll it's learn like, how to kickbox too or something. Right. It's like it's so you know it's like Persona where like she gets lulled by like the dark forces right that like prey on her darkest like insecurities right. Uh-huh. It's literally that one comic where it's just like the shadows just telling the Yukigo girl here don't you want to go ape shit <laughs> and um, she does right. so you know she does the you're not me Uh-oh. oh no yes uh, turns into a shadow yeah, the shadows puts puppet strings on her and's like haha. You'll always because... be a puppet who doesn't know freedom. Wow, it's symbolism. symbolism. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Like I see something like that, I can't stop. I can't help but start cackling because I'm like, oh, it's so on the nose. I love it. But right, and so that's the thing, right? So they they fight her, but then you know, hero they fight her know, big powered her up dad, shadow form. You know, right? You know, tries to kill her dad, and then the hero is like, no, he does the standard show. I don't know what's going on here, but are you sure you want to kill your dad? Is that the right thing to do? Being and strong like, so, doesn't mean hurting others. 
whatever. Right. Anyways, the point is, it ends. Uh, she she uh she t- gets an extreme like fucking makeover, uh-huh. like 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 fucking nineties teen movie makeover. Take off the she, glasses. Now she's like uh-huh. she takes off the glasses and wears like full body stocking with like a bikini top and like right. a, a half really skirt sh- and a bolero jacket. Like it's it's a really extreme outfit. I'm going to be honest. But she becomes you know, an like, anime. <laughs> You know, she she is it a four into... star or a five star kid design? Oh, probably f- five star ish. Probably like it's got that it's got that energy. Okay, like it's really like uh-huh. out there. And you know, she walks into her house and her father's of like, what are you wearing, like, girl? What are you doing? I'm gonna start beating my wife if you keep dressing <laughs> like this. And I'm, I'm not Jesus even joking. Yes. I'm, I'm not even joking. This dude's a monster. He's a fucking one dimensional monster. Every line that comes out of his mouth is just, I can't wait to start beating my wife. And uh, you know. Yeah. Fucking. And then here's the payoff, right? Here's the here's the come here's the comeuppance. She's just like, I recorded all your conversations, so if you try to touch me or my mom ever again, I'll get you fired from the police. And he's all like, I can't believe I've been beaten. It's not like I, a police commissioner, <laughs> could use my huge resources and deep corruption to like bury all of this. Nope. I have to acquiesce immediately to your demands. Uh-huh. Or the Very fact well. that he still thinks it's okay to beat his wife is yeah. No, he doesn't get punished. Thing. He doesn't get punished. He doesn't. He gets off scot free. Like all that happens is he agrees to stop beating his wife, but he doesn't like get punished. He doesn't right. go to jail. He doesn't even lose his job. He's right. Just like he just he just like it's clutches just his like, fist look, It's just like look. It's just like look. She won because she recorded him. Yeah, and it's just like, and like on one hand, it's kind of cool that she's like, like you know, she does step up to the plate. She's like, you know, motherfucker, don't you ever step to me or my mother ever again, right? But it's like. But then all that's backing it up is like a fucking phone recording. Right. Like if she at least I don't know. I'm not saying look, I'm not saying patricide it should be encouraged, <laughs> even in cases of domestic violence. But like uh. she could have at least been like, You touch me ever again and like I got persona powers. <laughs> now. I, I, I I will fucking I will fucking splatter you across the wall. You, you know? can you can hold like, him over the edge of the building for a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, he doesn't even do that. So all he just like he just goes girl and sits back down. Right. I guess I can't beat my wife anymore. And it's like, what? I mean, it sounds like there's a way they could have pulled this off, but they went in too deep. You would need you would need the amount of time that say. Okay, not that Persona Five handles everything perfectly. Uh, often does not. But, <laughs> but like, you have multiple but you, hours. You need to the amount of time that. that it spends on, say, like how terrible Rin Kamoshida is, right? Like, you can't do it in twelve. Yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when you only have twelve minutes, that's why you just resort to this man beating his wife and every there, time he's on screen. And there, because... there are very. I feel like there are very, very few reasons why you need to show that explicitly on screen it's it's really egregious because again like i'm of the mind so here's the thing i am of the mind that if you are going to be gratuitous you you can i I think that there is a time and a place to be gratuitous in your presentation like if you're trying to evoke a very strong emotional reaction and you have a very like strong emotional payoff planned as a result like i would argue erased did manage to pull it off justifies its gratuity right like, it is, yeah, it's, it's nothing but, like, absolutely horrifying and depressing. Uh, right, so it, it it makes the emotional payoff more satisfying. Uh, D-Side doesn't do that. And then episode three happens. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, we haven't even gotten to episode... So what happens yeah. in episode three? Uh, it's uh, the... Teen problem. What do you call it? Like, the an, the Antamaki of the group. Like right, the, 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 pep, the, the peppy, girl. twin-tailed, the peppy. sporty yeah, influencer... Yeah. 
She's the, she's a three thousand she's a three thousandth most popular user on, on, on Twitter, Instagram yeah. or their yeah. their Instagram. Uh, you know? That's that's um, pretty that's pretty pretty good. Uh huh. Um, and you know, and her, hers hers is like not nearly as bad, but like it also takes a similar Saturday or afternoon school special tone of like hers is about bullying, right? And how like one of her followers develops a parasocial relationship with her and like is all like. You know, only you can be my friend. All your other followers aren't your real friends. You know, that kind of thing. And she right, comes from right, a place right. of, like, depression and bullying. And it's actually, like, a fairly, like, sort of surprisingly, like, good bit where, like, the, the girl who is, like, who is forming this parasocial relationship is, like, clearly suffering from depression. Because, like, she had, does that thing that a lot of people who are, who are depressed do of, like... Oh, you're only my friend, so you should like make fun of me because no one would actually be my friend, right? And it's like, oh, this actually kind of weirdly actually gets like where a lot of the misanthropic thoughts that like originate from depression. Except come then from. they make a deep fake of <laughs> the girl to 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 say on social media about how she hates everybody or something. What? Right, right, <laughs> and then it goes off the kind of goes off the, the right. Edge she, the her the the victim of the week's plan is to uh, take sporty sporty influencer girl and make uh, fake videos of her on social media where she's like bad talking other people, right? In, like it's because in you know when the rumors about you are bad <clears throat> and everybody knows if that you're terrible and starts leaving you, that's when you know who your true friends are. And don't worry, I'll yeah. always be your friend. Right, it's like that. Now you'll know like, what it's you know. like. And at the end of the day, like the heroes win. She gets her new persona power. She saves the girl. You know, it's uh-huh. it's all well and Hooray. good. But like, I, but like episode three is much closer to the tone I was expecting. Of like, all right, there will be some teen problems, but like they will be manageable teen problems. Right. But episode two was such an insane escalation that it's like. It, only in like, only in like a fucking anime would would that be presented on the same level as like social media rumor <laughs> or like right, not like, that social like, media like, rumors are can't be right ruins, yes of course but like it's like it's like episode two is like fucking double fisting heroin and PCP <laughs> and then you're smoking a joint in episode three like it's right. Like, it's just like you can't completely come, you can't come down from episode two. Like it's such a, it is such an absurd escalation that yeah, and else I mean, just feels from what I've seen of comparison. From what I've seen of the show, this does not. This is not the show that has the scope to handle anything beyond maybe a a after school special level of like right. serious <clears throat> issues here. Um, which I was not expecting them to do any of that. I just thought they were going to go blow up monsters. He's right. I would be I fine mean, with like a basic Persona Jace like level of of teen problem. Uh, when you're getting into the shit that was in episode two, it's they don't. They're not equipped to handle that. Yes, right. this like, is the not next, the show to and, get that and, and, deep like, into that. The, the topic. next episode preview is focusing on Rollerblades Kid, and like I feel like the implication of that preview is like he came from a, a, an abusive household or something, or like his parents are dead. So like they're just doing this. Like they're just going all in on this. It's like, like <laughs> it's wild. Wow. Uh. <laughs> Well, yeah. Um, See, I would like more Persona adjacent content, but not like this. Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, you know, those Voltran lion hands on his fists are still those pretty are cool. cool though. Well, I mean, are you guys going to continue watching at this point? Uh, what else we're going to watch? <laughs> what else are we watching this season, Joe? Oh, well, I mean, you, 
I don't know. Uh, All right. Well, let's keep moving along. Uh huh. Yes. Let's go to. Let's talk about Aquatope of White Sand. So, uh-huh. Scare quotes the best show of the season. <laughs> I would say it's our. It's a safe harbor. Oh man, <laughs> that sure. we can return to. It's totally just like, like just 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 like Sunny Okinawa. Uh, your safe harbor. Ain't saying any um, skateboarders going down the street in this show though. Just saying. Sponsored by the Okinawa Tourism Board. <clears throat> this yeah, show no is, is like. Fine, I, ahead, I, I feel like it's totally inconsequential. Like, yeah, I I have no prob no capital P problems with it. However, when I watch it, I feel nothing <laughs> other than I... other other than like I, I'll give uh, it a little more credit. In, for I slipped that, into a lukewarm that, but... bath. This is okay. I think I think for me, like you know, look, I I have clear i have become a simp for the pa works like working adult woman's mm-hmm. problems shows this but, isn't like, quite that though like right this is also this isn't quite that so th- that's a thing right this like, is like the hybrid of all their other yeah, shows because, combined like, i thought I, I thought episode one actually legitimately hit me pretty hard with the whole like you know uh-huh. quitting on like your dream job sort of thing yeah but then like episode two where it's like my dream is over by the way, I'm 18 years old. I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. Shut up, child. I can, I can fuck great. Off, kid. Shut up. Like, yeah. sh- your life is over at 18, please. You're over. Would, you get to be over here feeding penguins. I, I would, I would gladly give up on my dream six times over if I could get it all over with by the time I was 18. Well, uh. I, well, first of all, I, I don't, I, what I'm envisioning is she's going to become a aquarium idol or something like that that's my <laughs> prediction for what's going to happen Cross and her well, one of those lo- one of those local tourism uh, idols yes or whatever. Yeah, i think that's what's i think that's what's going to happen that would suck. um that, so put that put that hey, on anime. the books for me for future hey, predictions but um yeah no it, it it's i i get what you're saying iroh this is not there's nothing like just is what it Amazing. is like i don't know or like yeah but it but it, but it's not but i don't think it's nothing either right like That's it fair. is actually enjoyable you know they they have that that pa works knack for finding little moments of reality yeah. mm-hmm. that they inject in there yeah uh, it's like like i said i don't i didn't think i would ever watch a woman give birth in an anime but okay, that was that was a little over the top, but um, VA works. <laughs> yeah, right. e- episode three was a little over the top with the whole like we dump our this woman into childbirth. Oh, okay, I got it. I got it. I didn't. I didn't catch episode three yet. I only watched. Oh, okay. Things, so. yeah. It's okay. I don't care. Basically, about like they like, is... they they discover <laughs> that one of the penguins, the specialist penguin, like has might be sick. They call the vet. On short notice, it's like, is it okay? The vet's for the on vet? maternity leave because right. she's about to give birth. Yes, oh, okay, and so sure, starts sure. giving birth inside of the aquarium. I see a, a, ble- a truly blessed child yeah. born she, in the Okinawa Aquarium. Well, well, Kamakama she get, Aquarium. The the baby's not actually born in the aquarium, right? She gets. Oh, but I mean, by. there is the whole sequence where she's like painfully in childbirth or whatever, <laughs> and all the girl, all everyone's like, "Oh no, what do we do after we clear all the clusters? Oh no, what's gonna happen?" And then. Pregnant mother has like a f- fucking vision quest about how lovely the aquarium is and how lovely sea life is and the local so and the local kami dude kid like flies yes flies by and, yes. and brings the spirit of her child to her to to reassure her that because you were born here in lovely Okinawa next to the lovely Gamma Gamma Aquarium 
protected by the the sea, the mother of all life. Everything will be just fine. And it is the heroic tourism board lady that rescues her and brings <laughs> so, her. So I mean, so that's so that's like the thing. That, oh, like, the that super is maybe, cub. So like that's maybe the part of this where like maybe it does start to fall apart for me is the like extreme like. Y'all you, you, heard, you know, y'all y'all heard me when I was talking about how I actually kind of like product placement in like anime because like there's a certain like verve to it. Right when when Co- when Kokias is having a war story and then I, the Pizza Hut. Right. Right. I I always feel a little weird about the tourism oriented ones, like because it feels like kind of desperate in a way that isn't as endearing as like super cub or pizza hut right like pizza hut doesn't like, need to put pizza in code Geass, right no like, no that's why it's fun right that's why it's like funny stupid, right yeah. like because it's like oh it's honda like doesn't some, need to sponsor right super it's cub just that some exec thought it would be cool to have this as an alternate you know like it's a neat thing to show at your like investors meeting at the end of the year right like oh we like didn't hey we put this in an anime you know right but like when it's a it's a tourism board thing, it's like oh you're like actually a little desperate. You actually need this, and like it always feels a little like a little tryhard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like 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 please come to Okinawa. We're yes, begging look you. At our, look at our like, look at our look at our peppy local local izakaya. Look at our lovely I, I never, tourism like, board lady. Like, I never look did at all, the... look at all these look at all these cute girls that live here. Like don't you like cute girls? Look at these hot like, boys like... skateboarding down this mountainside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is, is um. Is this actually sponsored by yes. anybody? Okay, it must be. <laughs> it I would literally just... before Aqua even said it, I would put a gun to my head <laughs> and say yes. God. Like, okay. I do keep watching this though, show though, and be like, okay, not that I even like Skate the Infinity that much, but I was like, if these shows were somehow combined into one show, oh man, would that just improve both? Of them? <laughs> yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine the plot line where like. Where, like, oh, no, the woman's about to give birth, and, like, Ricky's at the aquarium. Don't worry, this dude's like, really buff and can and fireman yeah, carry her on yeah, his skateboard. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like Ricky's like, don't worry, Lenga and I were... You know, right, like, what if, like, Ricky and Lenga were just, like, fucking, um, uh, 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 uh like, the two, the two, you know, two guys and clerks? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just at the store. They're just hanging out at the aquarium. Like, they're not, like, full-on stoners, but, like, they're just, like, you know... Hey, just, like, how about, hey. can you put a sticker for our aquarium on your deck during the race? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Well, Aquatope, you know, it might not be the the best thing ever, but I'm glad it exists. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we have it this season. Like I said, something that I know is not going to piss me off and be relatively enjoyable to I'm watch. I'm sure so. about the pissing you off. I mean, this is still PA works. We might have a romance subplot. Mm. Oh, you know, I was I was thinking if either of the girls goes for the new guy, I'm out. I, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> like, it, it almost feels like it almost feels like they introduced was that like the the actual like we were we were joking with Reki and Langa, but like the actual like one male worker at the aquarium almost gives me the vibes of. Oh, that's a dude who would be hanging out in the Skate the Infinity version of of, of Okinawa. Like All it's right. almost like they purposely wrote him in as like, oh, but don't worry, he's not a threat because he doesn't like women or or, or whatever, or he's scared of uh-huh. girls or whatever. Specifically to head off any worries I, of like love triangles I, at the pass. I thought they were I mean, very subtly trying boy, to tell though. us he's gay, but uh, yeah. well, but then, the, there's no. the new boy, yes, but yeah, which again, I think he shows up more in episode three than sure. Okay, so they're they're trying to they're they are. I will guarantee you they're trying to. Say something about him and the aquarium girl uh sure whether anything comes of it i i couldn't tell you but 
I, I, I'll bet you they're trying to set up a... There's a thing... Cover all the bases. Uh-huh. Um, and then werewolves attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we, gotta, we gotta work that in to get all the PA works, but... And then they gotta race across all of Japan to win the big... Mm, no, we're not including... <laughs> we're not including that show. No, and then one our... of them falls down the stairs with an umbrella. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, see, that, that, that now we're talking. That was Ooh. PA works. Yes. God. All right. All right. Uh, hey, I'm 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 I I'm a another defender. Uh, <laughs> ah, the, another the, defender. The another defender has logged on. The another an, the the 2011 anime, 2012 anime, another. Um, anyway, let's move on. And let's talk about Sunny Boy, which Sunny Boy. I will point out. Oh, yeah. So one thing we didn't mention, I just for reference, the. There was a like early screening of episode one many weeks ago, but the actual first episode did not air until the fifteenth. So we're only two episodes in, Indeed. even though even though the first episode we saw like weeks and weeks ago, uh, it's been a while. There was a big gap between right. episode that and the actual air date. So we're only two episodes into Sunny Boy. So there's only been one episode since we last talked about it. Right. Um. However, I... there has been a significant twist since you last saw it. Uh, because since you last saw it, I've seen it, and Zig have seen it, and we both really love this show. So... Oh, great. The Europeans have arrived with, <laughs> okay. their... So... with their weird art house. <laughs> okay, so here, here's... All right, before... Before yeah, I feel yeah. It's, it's funny in hindsight, because, yeah, we were, like, shitting on Sunny Boy pretty hard. Oh, and hard I, I'm, still, go- I'm still going to, but before we get to that, I will say... Uh that i do th- i do think episode 2 was better than episode 1 i would agree mm-hmm. i think it did a better job of more consistently establishing what was going on with the characters and everything um it didn't make me like the characters anymore or <laughs> like necessarily like what was going on all that much more but i think it was a more consistent like solid presentation of the situation than episode 1 which was kind of all over the place to me, particularly with like how they handle the student council and everything. I, I think, think in episode two, I think in episode two, the student council is pretty clearly like the bad guys, right? Like, I mean, I like if there are bad guys here, like they're so, set up as being like an episode one menace, and then yeah. they get quote unquote defeated, and then it's episode two, and it turns out they're still up to their old shit. Yeah, so. Right. Uh, so I'll, I'll say that much, but um, Aqua, as 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 someone who's going to defend Sunny Boy here, the Sunny Boy heard, defender, defender has logged on, <laughs> we, and, and you know we haven't heard your opinion on it yet. What 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 are you thinking about it so I far? Think, I think this show is fascinating as a sort of raw expression of creativity, and um, and for that I have to refer to uh, the thing in episode two. I think the appeal of this show is not necessarily in the plot or in the characters. Like, I think we're two episodes and we're already... It's already pretty clear that we're not going to get anything resembling a coherent plot out of this. We're not going to get character arcs, necessarily. We're not going to get a satisfying mystery. This is not going to be the the sort of, like... Ushikoshi, Zero Escape, Phoenix Wright kind of mystery where everything like is tied up with a nice bow. I think it is more like a, 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 a sort of a vessel for 
expressions of creativity for expressions of abstract imagery for for expressions of straight up bizarre ideas that would not work in any other context uh, and for that i would say as an example the sort of subplot in episode two about the weird economy they set up on their island where it turns out that this one girl a uh, cat girl whose name i uh, Misuho, I think, uh, has the power, she has the superpower to order anything off of Amazon uh, and, and get it delivered to wherever they're trapped. So she is basically the only one who can make sure there are provisions. And as a result, people trade with her and she gets to live in this castle. But it turns out that, and which is sort of the plot of the second episode, it turns out that if you trade something with her, and you do not give something of adequate value back, the thing you receive from her bursts into flames. Right. And this causes the people to suspect her of, uh, to sort of ostracize her and suspect her of, you know, trying to kill the others with stuff that bursts into flames. And they eventually solve this by creating a cryptocurrency. Yes, he invented That is coin. essentially meaningless. That is... Like real uh, cryptocurrency. <laughs> yes, well, basically, right? But but it is essentially valueless, as in it isn't mined or anything like that. It's just like it's just it's well, it's like money. It's fake. Uh, so they but they give it an arbitrary value so that they can trade with Mizuho without violating the rule that right. if you trade something that isn't worth anything, it will it will burst into flames. And I think that's just a, that's just such an immensely creative imaginative galaxy brain kind of bizarre scenario just just this raw expression of of imagination of like right almost childish I, sense I, my, of my like, I, I i agree my, I, I would i agree with right. that i thought my, that was actually pretty neat my like question then is like to what end so right. that that's is the also thing kinda... like i don't think there is a purpose and i think the thing that Zig and I have in common is that we don't really need there to be one. We sort of like it. <laughs> I mean... No, no, we sort of like it when stuff is weird and abstract. This, just but you have, also, you, have, you have also talked about other shows and been like, well, why didn't this have character arcs and a plot? I think that's a legitimate point, but I think... I, I, I was just going to say, are we going to uh, lean to these stereotypes of these, like, art house Europeans versus us, prag <laughs> us pragmatic, no. materialist uh, Americans who that, are no, like, uh, where's okay, the let, payoff? Let, let me, let me the... step in as, <laughs> the, as the American no, that I does mean, also tend to, like, abstract I want, I want, I want tangible storytelling in no, this. No, no, really. I mean, I'm not... I, I don't really want to drive a wedge here, really. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, has yeah. come to my attention, especially <laughs> recently, that... <laughs> Whenever I listen to the podcast, you guys, and by which I mean the three of you, really like and appreciate it when there is payoff. You know, you're always like, oh, I'm not sure about the show. You'll, we'll have to wait until the finale. Whereas yeah, I we do love that word. We I do love the word payoff. do not really mind. Like, I think... <laughs> like, the thing is... Uh, Take One Direct Priority, for example. Okay. I haven't even seen the ending of One Direct Priority. Okay. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But because I like what the that journey? show has been up to now, mm -hmm. 
I think the expressions of creativity of writing that we have seen up until this point have been good. So we don't particularly care if it's all tied up with a neat little bow. And I think that may be the problem <laughs> with Sonny Boy. That you have like, this is just a show that is just about ideas. Right. And it is not necessarily yeah. a story. I, I, I guess... I, I, I... Yeah, I get I get what you're saying, Aqua, and I think there is at some at some point there's gonna be a, a level of subjectivity rate to like how much right of that you are willing to tolerate. Um, mm-hmm. And like and like Eero says, it can it can very much depend from one show to another. You know, on one show you can be like, oh, I just like this for the style and for what it is because what the style is simply appeals to you in a way that you can't really describe. Whereas for other shows you would be like, no, I need there to be character development. I need there to be I, a yeah, plot. I mean, I look, I, I, I would never imply that any of us here are like 100% consistent in our yeah, tastes yeah. or like what we are looking to get out of our media. But but I, I do think that yeah I, I think that for maybe uh, uh, yes us again us 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 greedy materialist Americans um, we Ameritrash. <laughs> I mean I just I just I guess for me it's like I, I I totally see what you're talking about Aqua I get that like I do think that, yeah, like watching episode two like I was like yeah there are some really neat shots in this episode I think mm-hmm. that the way they did the fire was like really really interesting I, I think for me it's just like I think I'm with Ira where it's like. <sighs> I feel like the characters still feel like mouthpieces rather than characters yet, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, right? Yeah. Like, they're kind of just there to espouse certain, like, ideologies and ah, beliefs. Ah, they're Urobuchi characters. But, like, <laughs> but they don't really... I mean, I, but like... I would argue, like, Urobuchi works still have, like, plots and That's character. true. That is true. Sure. <laughs> but, it's but like... I mean, like, if you say a character who only exists to... Or, or like, who exists mainly as a mouthpiece for a certain grandiose ideology, Urobuchi is usually the first I, name that comes I guess I, I wouldn't even go that far, right? Like, I'm not saying, oh, this character is pragmatism, this character is stoicism. <laughs> I, I think it's more just, like... I think it says a lot, I guess, maybe about probably my taste that, like... I immediately am gravitating towards the uh, the Indian exchange student by, by, <laughs> by the looks <laughs> of things, because, Gorshmani, like... Gorshmani, yeah. Because, like... The thing that appeals to me about this type of story is, I'm going to be honest, I was not a huge Lost fan, like, not even back when people considered Lost to be good, but the one thing I always did like about that style of storytelling is that sort of Uchikoshi-esque, like, we are caught in an unfamiliar land with unfamiliar rules, and part of the mystery is figuring out what those rules are, right? And, like, Mm -hmm. what those rules say about our assumptions about society and culture and, and people, right? And so, like, the parts of it were, like, yeah, like, like Rajmani is, like, you know, sticking his hand into the black void of the window and, like, recording that, like, oh, like, if I write something on my hand and I stick it in the void, the writing disappears. Or, like, I am the one experimenting with, like, the rule sets of, like, our, like, weird, like, equivalent exchange beach or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> those are the parts where I'm, like... I guess for me, it's like, yeah, it's like, I'm, I, that, those are the parts I, I, I get attracted to because I'm like, oh, that can be fun, right? Because, like, your assumptions about what the rules of this world are can say a lot about your personal beliefs. And so that's the part of the mystery I, I like. And, like, but, but without, like, very, like, tangible character arcs to, like, anchor myself to. Yeah. I, I, I find myself that's... kind of having a hard time being engaged because, like, mm-hmm. I just don't think the main duo is that engaging. Yeah. You know, the protagonist think... and the manic pixie dream girl. I, right, I, right. I, straight, I straight out hate them, which is a big <laughs> obstacle for yeah. me on this one. I think, I think um, 
based on what G said, I think there will probably be more of that in the future. But right now, they're still very much focused on, you know, establishing the rules of the world and, like, building... Building... Because there's so much going on, you know? There's the stuff with, like, when you're inside the school, everything regenerates. When you're outside the school, it doesn't. And their stuff burns down if you trade it with Amazon Girl and stuff like They're establishing so many absurd rules. And they're sort of trying to weave in some character stuff. But I would agree that it is mostly very broad very like oh here is the pseudo fascist student council here is the <laughs> here is the manic pixie dream girl who doesn't play by your rules so i, I get where you're coming from and yeah so uh, here here's what I, I i would say and this kind of speaks to your point aqua so i because i was thinking about Last time we talked, when we talked about episode one, I talked a lot about how I just don't like the characters, mm -hmm. and that's still true. But I think that's not the biggest problem to me. Like the okay, so I, I agree. I'm not expecting like a explanation on the plot, what's happening to them. I really don't care about that, mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't mind if the characters are more of like ideas, basically, than mm -hmm. people, right? If we're not if we're not going for some you know realistic human drama here and it's more of a morality play or whatever that's fine and and I think out of the out of the three Americans here I'm usually the one that actually likes a lot of the abstract <laughs> weird stuff um, so my thing with that though is like if you're gonna go that route I expect you to have something to say then like mm -hmm. if you wanted and if you want to just make like a clever, you know, cool looking presentation, visual presentation type of thing, mm -hmm. that's fine for me. That's not enough to carry me for 12 episodes. I'm fine watching that for, you know, an hour, but, yeah, <laughs> but for, I think, I think for me like to be how... interested for like a 12 episode series, I need to have some kind of substance, whether it's some kind of, you know, human drama or something or some right. kind of, what is your message? I think, does Sunny Boy have a message yet? I don't know, and they might uh -huh. eventually. I mean, could you interpret the student council as some kind of commentary on the move toward authoritarian government over the past five to six years? Maybe, uh, but like, mm -hmm. I I want it. I want it. If you're gonna take that route, I still want it to say something and something that is gonna be meaningful or interesting, and. I they're touching on bits and pieces of that and I but I don't know if they're going to do that or if they even want to and if that's the case then that maybe it's just not the show for me but like think... that's that's my that's what I'm trying that's like I'm expecting out of it and not getting it and then you throw yeah. on top of that I hate the main characters which is more of a pre that's <laughs> well, more that's of a preference a problem, thing right yeah that's more of a preference thing but like I, I really don't like the sad sack MC and his magic girlfriend mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. But but they they kind of speak to that point too of like okay well if you're gonna rebel against the system and not play by the rules like what are you rebelling against right like mm -hmm. what what is that saying and I'd, I I mean we're only two episodes in so I maybe it's unfair for me to expect some kind of satisfactory direction from that's, that that's that's sort of my feeling on why I'm I'm willing to give Sunny Boy like some more time to like you know develop is that like you know if this show does end up being a slow burn like maybe. Maybe it is eventually angling towards something like really interesting. I guess. I, I guess it's also like, look, I just look. Shingo Natsume is a very talented director. I think 
some of this is probably also just like I'd like to give him a chance to like yeah. spread his wings here. See, like, and, and, I, and I don't want to totally discount the like yeah. the visual presentation and the creativity yeah. either because I, I do but, think that's neat. Just for me personally, it's like that's not something that's going to carry me for the, twelve episodes. Mm-hmm. The thing I will say, however, is that uh, the the OP or I think what is the OP of this of this anime is is extremely good. Yes, uh, as I, I was hope telling, we can all universally agree <laughs> on. That. Yes, yes. As I was telling Iro, uh, uh, Sunny Boy's OP sounds like the opening of a particularly dire filler arc in Naruto. <laughs> like uh, meant as a compliment. And I, yes, that is intended oh, yeah. to be a compliment. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the like OG pre time skip Naruto OPs are all jams, except exactly. for the first one. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird case where the first OP ended up being the worst. But um, but but yeah, like no, it's it's a it's a real it's a real jam. It really has a lot of that fun. Like and that is the part that I think that is why initially I was actually super excited for Sunny Boy is because it very much had that like early two thousands like Asian kung fu generation mm-hmm. or like um uh fuck what do they call um uh. Jesus Christ! I, it's it's eluded my brain. Um, God, uh, porno graffiti. Sure, yeah, porno graffiti or like a flow, a bump of chicken, like bump of oh, chicken. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, these like guys. That that vibe of like OP that I'm just like deeply nostalgic for. And so like I was a little excited because I was like, oh man, if this is an anime that's going to be about like early 2000s teen angst, I'm entirely here for it. Yeah. I do want to say a couple more yeah. things. I think overall, sure. I would actually like regarding the appeal of this show. I oddly enough, I would compare it to another Shingo Natsume joint, namely Space Dandy, in that mm. it is sort of like a show that blow that blows you away with a creative idea. And the the appeal for me is just looking forward to the next thing. It's like what other cool creative thing are they gonna come up with and not necessarily i want to see the continuation of the story i just want it's like more like i would argue space dandy had a solid base in a comedic yes. ensemble i would say right, that like, is the difference right with space like dandy the you of... had these core cool characters whereas here you don't really have any yeah like, like the fun of like like even like the, i think the reason why the more surreal uh, uh episodes of space dandy work right is because you're working with such an outlandish character and so like there is a fun like contrast mm-hmm. it's watching a guy like dandy deal with like these very like often heady you know surreal sci-fi concepts mm-hmm. and like there's a lot of fun in that right because it's still dandy a dandy guy in space uh-huh. you know like and that that was is, also like a lot of standalone stories right right yes. those were like 22 minutes right it was yeah. not like like i'm trying to think like i feel like space dandy was was specifically paced in a way where like you never had two like of those really surreal episodes back to back i mean space dandy because, was like, deep the perfect episodic show like right. that it is a, the it thing was i an will anthology remember show. yeah, yeah. And, but and yeah, maybe it's just I that think... that tone works better in at least for me for me personally mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. sort of anthology format than as a serial uh, uh television mm-hmm. series yeah well I, I remain interested because they seem to be they seem to be placing a lot of attention on the concept of rules like in the first right. episode it was a big thing in the second episode once again there are fundamental rules to the to the universe that they're in we're going to find ways to circumvent these rules and in that context the choice for a quote-unquote like super classic manic pixie dream girl as your female protagonist who doesn't play by the rules is sort of justified so i wonder if there is they are going to try and actually do something with that and not just hey let's have a manic pixie dream girl because that's what people like so yeah. i still see a lot of potential i think i i, th- I think that's fair 
that that would be nice if they did something with that. I I I don't want to be old cynical anime man here. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not. I don't feel like I did not get the impression that that's where we're going. I think it's back pre- in I'm t- my days. Anime protagonists I'm, came falling from the sky with their big boobs and they made <laughs> the same thing. When was the last time a girl fell from the sky? In anime? My magic. My magical girlfriends were actually magic. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just, I, I, I'm taking those two characters at face value. I'm not expecting yeah. much out of them. Um, all right, we, we'll have pl- plenty of time to pick this show apart in the future, so we got to yeah. move on for now. But uh, I guess before we close up, do you guys want to at least mention some of the other things well, you're watching we, that we we'll, may we'll, be talking we'll, about in the future? We'll keep it short since we managed to actually make a full-length podcast out of this, but I'll just say that... Uh, in, in lieu of this season being as barren as it is, uh, Iro and I have decided to return to some old backlog favorites that we never got around to finishing. Just, uh, yeah. you know, we figured now's the time, right? Like, when, yeah, if like, not Like, now. half the shows we talked about today are not going to be on the list anymore. Right. Like, so, of course, time, we, so. we already mentioned Get a Robo Armageddon. But also, you know, if you want to look forward to other old shows we'll be talking about in, in future podcasts, uh, Iro and I have... Uh, begun watching um, Akira Amamiya's sophomore work, uh, Ninja Slayer, mm-hmm. and uh, season one of Urobuchi Gen's uh, Thunderbolt Fantasy. Yes. And uh, I can confidently say I'm having a blast with both of them. Is, yeah. uh, is there anything to talk about on Ninja, in Ninja Slayer? Like, you know, I watched half of it. <laughs> yeah, the EDs are really good. Um, the jokes are, like, I mean, it's a comic. There's no point in trying to explain the jokes in, in podcast format, but it's a very funny show. And I can, I, you, I, can, you can see the beginnings of of, of what is is portrayed better in in Sacred Man, I think. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's crazy to say that, but there are bits and pieces of Ninja Slayer where you go, oh, that becomes Gridman. Like... Like remove the stupid jokes from this, and this is Gridman. Like this becomes what. Right. It's just like the. It's just that the format of Ninja Slayer uh, does not take kindly to like pensive character work for a couple minutes. Right. When it's like, <laughs> this isn't the show for that. But yeah. but yeah, and I, I will say this for when we have more time. But I will just say that if anything, if if we have any commentary about Ninja Slayer, it will be about Ninja Slayer's like rather unique position in in Trigger's uh, production history, both mm-hmm. in terms of who made it and when it was made. Uh, right. What projects it bookended. And there are some interesting things to be said about that show because of, like, our perception of it at the time when it aired versus being able to watch it now in hindsight, having seen where Trigger has gone in the time since Ninja Slayer. But right. again, I think that that is worth saving for a future podcast. Yeah. Uh, sure. As for as for Thunderbolt Fantasy, uh, man, that show is just a lot of fun. It's just like <laughs> a bunch of like dudes in robes talking about virtue and 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 and, and you know like swords fight, and, fighting yeah. demons and shit and mm. uh, men throwing child sized dolls across the room. It's a lot of fun. It's great. It's, just, it's a lot. And of they all fun. have it's, names like Seagull flies eastward and stuff like that. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. You know, like we gotta go. We gotta go visit. Uh, we gotta go visit what the necromancer the the. In well, Night Demon Forest. T- right, in Night Demon Forest, you know, because we need to get past the the zombie swamp to reach uh, the, the dark sorcerer bones of creation. It it sounds like hide, hiding within Seven Sins Tower. like Right, in Seven Sins Tower. 
That's pretty good. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. It's it, it, that show like it's 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 interesting that like yes, it, it is like you know you you hear directed by Urobuchi, you expect certain things, but like it really is like a, a super uh, what's the word like authentic like. Mm-hmm. take on those like wuxia style tropes and it's a right, lot of fun right, as right. a result via live action puppets hell yeah it's very good it's very good there's there is some like surprisingly really great acting with those puppets like <laughs> like every time you see it like like there's this oh one i'm dude. always impressed with the the, the, the yeah. artistry yeah. the production like, there, of those like there, there's one character who's kind of you're like you know he's he's like the he's, he's kind of like the you know the the you know the archetype like hot hot blooded little brother type type archetype of like he talks uh-huh. a big game and like you know he's got a big mouth and, and, you know, he's a little flirty, and every time he, like, does this fucking hair sweep where he, like, sweeps his hair with his hand, and it's like, that's just a puppet, man, and it's so good. <laughs> there's it's one so spot, there, there's one spot where he, like, is grandstanding, but he, like, steps and puts his leg on the, on the like, table or whatever, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a puppet! How you doing that? Yeah, it's just like, it's like, how, how are you people doing this? Like... Oh. Uh, I can't wait till you guys get to the part, the episode where they, the recent one where they pull out the Nendoroid. Oh, that's yes. like, of course. That's that's while, way but... later. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't believe they've made three seasons of this. Like, apparently, apparently they're planning what, five seasons. I think. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I mean, I, I mean, mean, it's just funny to think that this. Has I think been it's also primary... more popular than I giving it credit for. Yeah, but... I think so. Like, it, it, like it's crazy to think that this has been the primary Urobuchi project for like the last. Several yeah. years, like yeah, like few years. It's is that, is that our uh, our next uh, hashtag free Urobuchi? No, <laughs> I think I think he's having a good time with Thunderbolt okay. Fantasy. I think he can stay here if he wants. I, I can stick with my free Yoichi Fujita hashtag. Yeah, free Suramaki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we we could talk more about those later when we have more time and fewer shows to talk about. Indeed. I mean, technically, Suramaki's free now, right? Uh, we need to. Yeah, we need to close this thing up. All right. Well, uh, that's going to do it then for this episode. Like I said, a lot of these shows are not going to be around next time, so we'll we'll get into those. Hit the backlog. Maybe I'll find something I, I, on my backlog. I'm not sure what, but uh, that we'll should be the that should be the school project of this season. Everybody brings everybody pick a backlog. Show. Everybody brings something from the backlog to talk about. Maybe <laughs> I can get gel to actually watch Bacano. Oh well, it doesn't legally exist anymore now, right? Yeah, yeah whatever. That means you're that means you are fully within your rights to uh, download it. Yeah, well, is that how it we'll works? Okay. Call it like a Glorio uh-huh, yep. Sum- Glorio Summer School. There you go. That's yeah, what basically. Does. Um, all right, so that's gonna do it then for this episode. Our usual housekeeping: check us out at theglorioblog.com, where you can uh, read all of our first looks for these shows and all the other ones that we watched, uh, including. Um, the aqua rapping about love live keep selling and, it baby yep i'll keep selling it and then the uh, you can follow us on twitter at the glory blog you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify amazon music podbean stitcher and you can uh, check us out on youtube where you can subscribe to our channel like comment whatever tell us uh you know we're wrong about these shows and uh whatever whatever you want to do it would all help us so tell your friends tell your enemies and we'll catch everybody next time